Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and even some DVDs for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is, as always, the bespectacled one, Casey Breed. Today, we're going to look at Into the Storm. We're also going to take a very short, brief moment to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 edition. Now we're getting into my top ten list. Our top five for this week is Christmas movies. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice. Wow, you were racist. Uh, You forgot Hanukkah. What did I say? Kwanzaa. I was going to say, I wasn't done yet. But Hanukkah, that's pretty key. Hanukkah as well. I would place that above Christmas. I don't know if the seventh day is already done though, isn't it? Christmas Eve is the eighth and final day. Okay. Okay, well there you go. And then... just heard that on a podcast earlier today. There you go. Um, and then for the movie club segment, I recommended to Bob the Night of the Hunter. Yes, and I watched it. Despite my reservations, I watched it. There you go. Hey, why do I keep saying there you go? <laughs> but there you go. Because we're tired. We're tired tonight. Christmas. Tired of being tired. Hey, Santa Claus is real. I'm here to tell you. He's a collection of mail carriers that uh, go out there every day and work their asses off. I'm not biased. You guys don't work on Christmas, do you? Santa doesn't work on Christmas. That's when Santa kicks back and enjoys all his hard work. It, Just that, like us mail carriers. That, he's out at like midnight. Oh, you know, I was so. pretty much out there till midnight tonight. So. tonight but that's not Christmas, so... <laughs> I was Santa to me. I guess it depends on your perspective, but no, it's... It's crazy out there. The UPS guy is, in fact. Those are the real heroes. Over there. Oh, my God. We do more than them. <laughs> no, I'm sure they work hard, too, but not as hard. Um, I was out into the, the rain today, so let's talk about Into the Storm. Into the Storm uh, is one of those films. Uh, have you seen Sharknado by any chance? Everyone references <laughs> no. Sharknado with this. I've listened to a podcast about it. Really? Rob has a podcast. Yeah, okay. He reviews. Uh, he always talks about these movies. Oh, uh, the two of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually watched it way before, not to sound like a hipster, but way before it ever became famous. Uh, actually, I think it is recorded. I did mention it on what else we watched. <laughs> way before it ever became famous. Um, and it was a god-awful film. People loved it because it was so bad. So um, this means your expectations were not good for this? For this one, I thought this was going to be so terrible. I actually really didn't want to watch it. I was contemplating coming in and saying, no, I didn't watch it. Tell me what you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I could understand. I, I really did not I was want to not watch looking this. forward to it and at I, all. But it just felt cheap to just to talk about a movie we already reviewed on the show. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I definitely understand where you were coming from. And I typically try to keep an open mind, but I... It's just, yeah. I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't have thought what I did. But I'm glad I did. We're only human. Because I actually enjoyed this. Did you? I Maybe because of how much I thought I was going to hate it. You should go into every movie with that. And then maybe you'll just like them all. Maybe. And that's a good way to be then. Because <laughs> I, I surprisingly thought this film was mediocre. I thought it was mediocre. Um, let's, we can, I mean, uh, there's so many things not to really talk about with this film but uh, <laughs> one thing to talk about the visuals um, well let's talk about what the film is this film is about some storm chasers 
along with uh, this family who are in this town during a mega storm. Hundreds of tornadoes kind of come down, start wreaking havoc, and eventually merge into one big gigantic tornado. And then the day after tomorrow, it reminded me of that film. Yeah. More storms came. Oh, well, yeah, because the, the storms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's um, kind of what it was based off. But of, it's is that a hundred percent found footage? Was it a hundred percent? Well, because they tried was, to make it seem there was a lot of times that it wasn't found <laughs> yeah. footage. But I guess they eventually added a guy at the very right, end to of the kind film of explain it to make it seem like yeah. like he was recording all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it was found footage. Yeah, um, but that's what they were going for. It basically Twister. In a first-person handheld, you know, mm -hmm. fan footage kind of yeah, way. Yeah. Did um, you like Twister? I loved Twitter, Twister. Loved it. But that, I mean, it was maybe sentimental. I watched it as a kid all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's a very fun movie, for sure. From the Philip Seymour Hoffman, young, mm -hmm. younger Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, I'd say Twister's way better than this. Yeah, way better um, for a couple reasons. But the, okay, so the difference between this and Sharknado, though, is this actually this film actually takes itself seriously. It tries to be one hundred percent a real film, um, not a comedy whatsoever. No, there, there are some comedic parts, just like in any film, and I think actually some of the comedic parts were okay. Um, but it is actually visually a very good film. You thought so? For the storm parts, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad, except for. A few sequences that I'll mention later on, but overall, I thought it was hit or miss, and the just blatant CGI, you could tell. The buildings ripping apart actually looked good. I was I was Ooh. very surprised. I will say, the actual tornadoes and rain and thunder and that kind of stuff, for the most part, except for a few exceptions, looked terrible, I thought. But I thought the aftermath looked really good. Okay. Like the uh, buildings crumbled after the storm would pass or something like that. That looks... Okay, maybe, maybe the, the tornadoes themselves, but I think even when the tornadoes are going and the buildings are being ripped apart, such as yeah. in the school... The debris was pretty um, good. Yeah. I thought that looked very good for this type of film. I don't think it's anything unbelievable, but what you go in expecting like a Sharknado god-awful looking film, this was good. Oh yeah, I guess compared to Sharknado, which I haven't seen, but I just have heard like things like it's just like the worst special effects. The shark is so like you can overlap, and you can just tell how fake it is. And yeah. Stuff. Um. Well, I guess I never really said it, but I did not like this movie at all. I fully understand. <laughs> yeah. that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to try to say my expectations were met. You, but the one thing was, it was watchable. The whole entire time. It like, was. As much as I'm like, oh, this movie is not good at all. This sucks. This is terrible. But it, it held my attention. Like, it was just a breezy, watchable movie. I'm not going to say it was fun, necessarily, but it was, in a weird way, just didn't have a problem watching it. I'm glad it was as short as it was. It did, to me, it actually felt long. Really? Yeah, no. I wish it would have been quicker. I think it was only like 89 minutes. Well, or still, of course, I wish it was quicker. Yeah. I wish it was like five minutes, but... Well, um, yeah, I don't know. That, the length of time didn't bother me. I thought, you know, it didn't. I didn't say like regret the time that I spent watching it, but at the same time, I just did not like it. Mm -hmm. Felt like a made-for-TV movie, made a little bit above Sharknado or something like that. But yeah. just the script was like Lifetime. You the, know, well, movie, the script you know? was one hundred percent taken from the day after tomorrow. Yeah, the boy. 
is in love with this girl. They go out to a certain location. Disaster happens because He's of the separated storm. Separated from his father. The father his must then go. Misunderstanding and, between them. Yeah. There was 100% that. Um, so the this actual story itself was, I, I think that's what dragged, made it seem yeah. so much longer yeah. for me. Because um, it just kept dragging on and I already knew what was going to happen. Um, nothing was really that great. The characters themselves, I hated almost all of them. Yep. Uh, Matt Walsh's character as the um, storm chaser who was so passionately driven by finding these storms. I actually liked him. Yeah. I like um, him in, in pretty much everything he does. He's you know He's not ever been a main character, mm-hmm. I don't think, but he's mm-hmm. really funny in Veep. He's just a noticeable face. Uh, role models, he was funny in. So, yeah, yeah he's so a likable guy. I did like him in this, and that was about it. The yeah. father uh, was god-awful. There's something so weird about him. Yeah. I don't know what it was. The stilted wooden acting. The Yeah, I don't know. It's not good. Um, but I have to say one thing about the acting. There's one point where the boy and the girl are trapped. I hope you're not going to praise that scene. When they start... Uh, Shooting dead into the camera. You didn't like it? Oh my god, laughable. I was like, one wow. of the least worst parts of the movie for me. Wow, really? Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty good. Really? I thought that, yeah, uh, I was like, wow, that's they're actually doing good for the first time in this movie. Uh, it makes sense on paper, I guess. Like, you're in this person that you're not comfortable with, but... In this life or death circumstance, you're going to I'm put not, it all to the side? I'm not talking about the actual, like, idea of it, but the way they delivered mm, see, it. See, the delivery is what I was just like, it didn't, I didn't buy it. I just didn't buy that those characters would be doing that. In that I'm not talking, that's the thing, I'm not talking about them the actually The performance, doing I know. That's yeah. a bad performance, in my opinion, because I just, I didn't, I just the, didn't buy it. Yeah, I, I don't think you get what I'm saying, though. Explain it to me. I don't, know, I, I, don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. It's not about the, not the performances. It is the performance, but not the performance to make you believe that they would do this. It's just the delivery of the mm-hmm. lines and, and the emotion weird. behind it. Is In a different movie, it. it could have fit better. But see, that's that's once again not at all what I'm talking about. If you just took cut those scenes. And watch them; it would be good performance. If you don't even take, don't even like take any of the context. Yeah, don't yeah, put yeah, it in yeah. a movie. Just the person looking in the camera and saying, "I'm sorry, Dad. Like I that. love you." Yeah, like the the actual dialogue of how he would say what he would talk about okay, with his yeah, brother. Okay, that was good. That okay, was, I mean to me that was that was good. Fair enough. Yeah, I I could see where you come from. After I was so dense, I couldn't get it for so long, but. Uh, yeah, I definitely see that. But the way they got there was so contrived. Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, Every it, step of the way was, for this movie. That actually pretty much happened in the day after tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're about to drown and, you know. And then the wolves came. <laughs> yeah, as the, as the water's coming yeah. up, they kind of get sentimental and talk to each other. Of course. Um, so everything that happens in this film, no, I, I didn't. How about the uh, amateur storm chasers? They <laughs> got the worst. They got so annoying. Yeah. Um, I really wish they would not have been in this film. I really wish they wouldn't have survived. This. No. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I guess they were there to put some comedy in the film. Yeah. But they weren't funny. No. Not the, even close. 
I know the one guy is from Last Comic yep. Standing. He won that season, um, which I didn't think he was really that funny on that season of that show. Wow, okay. um, he was just as obnoxious, but yeah, he didn't add anything to it. Uh, but the way they did shoot the film, how one thing I thought was interesting was that it was like two different uh, found footage things coming together. You had the documentary following the legit storm chasers. And then you had the time capsule graduation film from the students. Mm -hmm. And how that kind of intersected was kind of a neat idea. It just... Yeah, it was neat, but it was bland. Yeah, it um, was. When you look at... Uh, what's the movie where they have telekinesis? Chronicle. Chronicle. That was really imaginative. That was really creative, the way they did their found footage. It was really cool. This... Um, is more of like the, I guess the, I don't want to say Blair Witch Project not Blair Witch Project um, some other found footage that's just very bland it's almost like it's a real like a normal movie just they're saying it's found footage yeah um, right yeah and end to watch maybe yeah 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 pretty much end to watch yeah was end to watch even found footage yep well they like in the car it was in the first half an hour and then they like just completely forgot and it became oh, a normal okay. movie okay I still I like that movie, but yeah, the found footage angle was a little weird. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, there's two scenes in this movie that really stood out and I actually thought were legitimately cool, especially one. But the first one was a tornado, like goes over top of a gas station and catches on fire. You remember this scene? Yeah, that the looked flaming tornado, that and then the, the kid got sucked into it. Yeah, are you saying that was good? It, it didn't look good, but just. It was a cool concept, a, a tornado on fire. Uh, it, that was cool. And, and I just did not see that death coming. <laughs> oh, I know, because throughout the whole film, I was like, I was wondering, is this going yes. to be um, a film that is willing to kill characters? And it seemed like throughout most of the film, no, they yes, weren't. That's but what then I, that, yeah. that death happened. And to an actual likable character, that um, out of <laughs> most of them, I can see them killing him because he is the least... I don't know about likable because... Uh, not that he was a bad guy, just that him and the other amateur like uh, camera guys, there's terrible performances, terrible writing. Yeah, it, you absolutely. Know, that's why I didn't like him, not because he was a bad guy. Or yeah, absolutely. I mean, but when you, I looked at all the other characters, the kids were terrible. The yeah. father was terrible. Um, the hillbillies. The yeah. hillbillies. So I guess I mean, when I say likable, it's all yeah, yeah, relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that called me off guard. I'm like, whoa, he, mm -hmm. they actually just did that. <laughs> I actually half expected him to survive it somehow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the real main scene that I thought was actually pretty awesome was when Matt Walsh is in that protective car and he gets sucked up into that giant tornado. Mm -hmm. And then it follows him going up out into the clouds and then falling back down. Only, I, that felt like a roller coaster. I actually got butterflies. In the my only stomach. problem, the, ed the editing was bad on that part. I feel because the car it shows the car going out into the eye of the, the storm. Yes. Then it cuts back to him inside the the car. They should have left it. And it's like um, it's almost as if it's he's still in like the wall of the storm, and then he goes back out into it for the first time. It, there was a disconnect. Yeah. Um, it went from eye of the storm back into the yes. wall. Then back out. If they would have just hung with it, you know. Yeah, it was really effective. Especially, I could see it if I saw that in 3D in the theaters. Mm -hmm. I would, my stomach would have dropped because it, it kind of did 
normally just watching on TV. Yeah, it was... Um, that was like the only time where you really got the sense of how much danger yeah, there is. I do, I kind of do agree with you. It, you. My stomach didn't drop. I think my only, the only time my stomach has ever dropped was um, um, Mission Impossible, Ghost... Uh, oh, yeah. That, whatever. Right, yeah. When we when saw he, that in IMAX. Yeah, yeah. That actually made my stomach drop. Me too. This, Gravity did a little bit for me too. Did it? Yeah. Uh, um, this movie, though, was on the verge of it. Yeah, and that completely caught me off guard because I'm just like making fun of this movie in my head the whole time. And then that was mm-hmm. like a legitimately great scene to me. Yeah. See, and, to be honest, for me, I can't see this as a movie to just make fun of. I, I mean, I thought it was just like mocking. See, I thought how it was bad going to the be. script was and stuff like that. I was I thought it was going to be one of those movies, and to me, it it wasn't. It's def- it's not a good movie. I would probably not recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's not oh. something that you can't watch. It's yeah. not something that's a terrible watch. I mean, <laughs> if you want to go out, spend a dollar, whatever it is now, sixty nine or whatever. It's getting um, <laughs> And the shirt I got made, and now I got to get changed. I, uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Redbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just. Uh, it's not that bad. There are better films that are less watchable. Yeah. You know, that's a weird thing to say, but... Yeah. You know, I would actually... If you're just like, oh, I'm so exhausted from work, I just need something, I would recommend this movie. Just because it's completely oh. passable. Yeah. Not passable, watchable. I mean, your typical movie watcher, go ahead and watch it. It's, yeah, it would be harmless. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Like, I don't want to just keep slamming it but everything was so predictable. The dead mom, how that would come into effect with a love interest later on, and I saw everything coming a mile away. And it is very predictable. Once again, it is. I think the dead mom was even in uh, uh, the day <laughs> I after can't tomorrow. Remember I'm if pretty the mom sure. Was dead or not. I think she was. <laughs> I mean, I think this literally was instead of it being snowy outside, it was tornado-y. The mother-daughter stuff where. The girl from house and her daughter. She missed her daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Everything just felt contrived and enforced. Nothing felt natural. Not even the disasters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Look, Walsh's character. Walsh's char- uh, relationship with the girl from house. That seemed yeah. decent. I actually that, like... That act- yeah, that felt real. Like yeah. a boss-friend kind of yeah. relationship. Where she held him, held it against him that he was keeping her away from her daughter, but at the same time, she respected him enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only other complaint is they kept constantly referring to the camera. You know, like always saying, "Come on, Dad, look at the camera." When you're talking. Like just, I don't think that's a real example, but stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think that. But uh, it just seemed like okay, we get it. It's found footage. It's first person. Just get on with it. That, See, for me, I I feel like now that that criticism is not warranted only because they do it in all of them. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it was for the purposes of the found footage. I know Matt Walsh's character did it over and over again because that was his that was his character trait, uh, or his I guess the background to his character is that he wanted this footage of the storm. I don't think it was for the found footage part. Uh, whereas a lot of films are about the found right. footage, so hey, look into the camera, talk to it, you know. Um, another scene, actually, you just reminded me of was when they're actually showing the take from the documentary, mm-hmm. and you know, it was like a promo, but then it kind of broke 
at certain points because he's like, okay, cut. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. It was okay. It was actually I liked it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know, I got nothing else. Yeah, well, so what do you give it? Four and a half out of ten. Okay, I give it a six. And I could, I can understand a six. I mean, it's just talking about it. It was. I don't remember it as bad as when I was actually watching it because the good things and watchableness of it came through. But yeah. I, I definitely. I mean, once again, it's not a good film. But it's not bad. It's not going to kill you to watch it. Like I thought it was. Yeah. Agree. Let's move on to another movie in a similar vein. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> now... Does, is there any subtitle to it? Like, uh, Yeah. It is. We're going to ruin your childhood. <laughs> um, I came into this with like... The lowest and yet highest expectations at the same time. Huge yeah. turtle fan, obviously. We've been over this a hundred times. Literally a hundred times. Probably. <laughs> and I'm psyched because another Ninja Turtles movie, hell yeah. One, you know, I want to be able to take my daughter to these Ninja Turtle movies in theaters. And I want to just get behind a franchise. I want it to just become a Marvel-level success. Hmm. But at the same time, Michael Bay's producing it, uh, Jonathan Liebsman is directing it, and it, everything about it just looked really bad, <laughs> and it was. Yeah, um, I didn't really care about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I didn't really have any expectations. I kind of realized it wasn't going to be that good, but oh well, watch for the Your podcast. heart wasn't broken? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> it was basically yeah. what I expected it. Uh, I do feel Michael Bay had a lot of say as the producer. Yeah, because, I do too. Um, it seemed like a Transformer movie in the, in the sense of how it looked, yep. um, how it felt, the pacing of it. Pretty much this was Transformers, but with the Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. yeah. I could see Michael Bay's fingerprints on the foot soldiers because... In every other iteration of the Ninja Turtles, the foot soldiers are ninjas, you know? Yeah, and in this ninjas. movie, they're just actual soldiers. Oh, like, yeah. What a yeah. terrible... He just heard foot soldiers and was like, yeah, soldiers! Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. that pissed me off more I, yeah. than anything. Yeah. Um, and Megan Fox is another Michael Bay standard. She, yeah, and yeah. she was awful in this movie. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe her worst performance in her career. At least in Transformers, she looked good, you know? This, yeah. <laughs> there's, she had no charisma, no screen presence, in my opinion. She barely interacted with the Turtles. It just seemed like when they were, like, when Michelangelo would hit on her or, or they would talk to her, she would just, like, smile, like, look with this dumb look on her face and smile. Like, she yeah. wouldn't actually interact, and it just, like... Yeah, almost every single person in this film, uh, I mean, each Turtle... They were what you would expect. Each one had one character trait, and that was emphasized and overemphasized. You know what? That is true. But I actually liked the turtles. I liked. They looked good, didn't they? <laughs> you can't even remember. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, you gotta um, tell me. I don't love the way that they're like extra big, like Transformers. Again, they're they're supposed to be a little bit bigger than humans. They're like monsters. Steroids. And uh, yeah, they're on steroids, but. There are things that I don't like about how it's just so over the top with their single characteristics, like you said, and 
but there are a lot that I do like about I like how they interact together. I like their camaraderie. I like the action. The action is good when the turtles are involved. Mm -hmm. Especially the set piece when they're going down the snowy mountain with the truck and they're like swinging back and forth. Uh, that was actually a really cool set piece. And there's a funny scene in the elevator. It's, and I like how they're actually different sizes from each other. They're not all the same exact size. Like Raphael is the biggest and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, like Donatello has these stupid goggles and a squeaky voice like that. I don't like, but there is enough to like about the actual turtles. I uh, Splinter, on the other hand, wow. It's right. Tony Shalhoub's voice. Yeah, which was... Uh, did but he the character... <laughs> he didn't do... He's just talking like Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. But the character design is of a super, like, almost racist Asian stereotype, you know? Yeah. That's Michael Bay, I think, again. But the voice did not match the character design. No, know. it didn't. Um, Whereas Johnny Knoxville was Leonardo. I actually thought he did a really good job. I'd, I wouldn't have known it was Johnny Knoxville unless mm -hmm. I knew that it was. Now, is this the one where uh, he Splinter does get tortured? Does Splinter get tortured? No, that's in the live action. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was going to say, at least I respected that they were willing to go <laughs> a little bit farther and have him... Like hung on chains? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was, that's, okay. uh, that was that's one. The, that one of the best movies ever made, but... <laughs> Uh, speaking of Shredder, he's was I didn't like Shredder in this nope. whatsoever. You know what? Um, it definitely to, to give him credit though. I feel like Shredder was a very hard character to pull off and make true, seem true, like he fits in a film. True. I actually didn't hate his actual character design. I just hated everything about the character, like, like unlimited blades. Didn't yeah, he? Just and, kept shooting them. <laughs> yeah, and again, like. It's no personality. You don't get to know... You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. You don't know even what the fuck he's doing. You don't... Like, you barely even see him. You know? He's just, like, a faceless person who then all of a sudden shows up in this... There's no... They don't... I don't know. There's no reason for him to be in this super shredder, you know, outfit. Yeah. And, you know, didn't they make him kind of like the side character? Like yeah, the side right. villain? He's always There's... like the sidekick to... Uh, a scientist, right? William Fickner's character, Sax, something Sax, mm -hmm. uh, and all he—he's just—he's like the main bad guy, leading everything. Yeah, he definitely didn't seem as—he's not yeah. powerful. He doesn't fight or anything. He's just like a, you know, evil, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, for Shredder, I feel like in the other films, even though he was a smaller person, you know, the, it wasn't as intricate of a, a design or anything. He seemed more villainous. In you really one, got there, the it, rivalry between him and Splinter, him and the Turtles. You know, they yeah. developed this. He has a point of view, and here he doesn't. Yeah, and this it was not at all like that. Yeah. It's, I would say it's a terrible movie, except for the action for the most part, and the Turtles for the most part. So, I mean, if you're a big fan of the Turtles, you're going to watch it anyway. But it's not good. No. Very bland. And we did talk about it on the Sound on Sight podcast. Yeah, that's why we're not going too much into it, because yeah. we had a very, very in-depth discussion. Yeah, we talked about the original two, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and TMNT 2, Secret of the Use, as well as this new iteration in uh, episode 389 of the Sound on Sight podcast, which we'll link to in the show notes. 
it, there's some sound quality issues with that recording, but I do think if you like our podcast, you will like that one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah, it was. And if you listen to our podcast, you're probably used to less sound quality anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was fun. Hopefully we get to go in there again sometime. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what would you give it? I don't remember if, yeah, what I, I gave mean, it. I, I don't think, know. I feel like I gave it a six. For posterity. I, I gave it a, it a five, so. Okay. <laughs> Which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be worse than the third Ninja Turtles where they went to Japan and time traveled, although it's close. Hmm. All right. Film club segment time. Yes. Film club. Or you don't want to do top five? We'll do film club. <laughs> I don't film? care. Let's do film club Okay. First. Um, the Night of the Hunter. Tell yes. me what it's about because I forgot. Did you? Wow. No, I didn't. But. Okay. This film is about... Uh, a family where the father comes home one day. He has ten thousand dollars in cash. Back during the Depression era, that ten thousand is much more than ten thousand today. Anyway, he knows the cops are coming after him, uh, and so he lets his son know, "Hey, I'm going to hide this cash. Don't tell anyone where it is." The cops come, take the man, uh, takes takes the father to jail. The father lets it out that he did steal $10,000 in cash to his uh, inmate uh, partner. Cellmate, I uh, guess. Cellmate. There you go. Cellmate is the right word. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Who is a con man who pretends to be a preacher. And kills um, like... Yeah, he's a very villainous, very villainous uh, Now, person. I can understand why he is in jail as opposed to Cool Hand Luke from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> But so then when the preacher man gets out, he goes to that family and uh, tries to persuade uh, his way in into finding out where that cash is. Yeah. The son's like, no, sir, I'm not telling you. And eventually <laughs> like it be kind of becomes like this chase scene of uh, yeah. in chasing the, the son around trying to get the... And daughter. And daughter, yes, you're right. Daughter Pearl. Uh, get Trying to get them to tell him where the cash is. But... There's much, much more that happens in between. Um, yeah, and I had heard so many good things about this movie. I had no idea what it was about, first mm-hmm. of all. I heard on film spotting years ago how the Night of the Hunter, this guy, Charles Gordon, not Charles Gordon, uh, Charles Lawton, Lawton yeah. uh, it's the only movie he ever directed, and oh my God, it, we've been robbed of his future movies because this movie was so good. Yeah, I think the reason why he didn't... Uh, I mean, he was a big-time actor back then, but he uh, he made this film, and it was commercially a huge flop, and critically, everyone hated it. Yeah. And so he was like, I guess I'm not making any more movies. I, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why. Uh, and it and wasn't so, until later on where it got like a cult following. And, yeah. And yeah, so I'm thinking, and I heard on like other podcasts how great it was, but I'm thinking, oh, this must be like some super serious, awesome movie, like... Subject matter wise, I mean, I didn't know it was just like a, such a simple story. It, yeah. it, it kind of is a simple story. I just I didn't have any idea what it was about, so I was mm-hmm. surprised that it was such a simple, just you know, revenge story kind of um, yeah. with I kids think... involved of all things. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. You did? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't. You don't love it? 
just all on first blush, or first watch. I didn't go ape shit over it like every other podcast. Oh. But at the same time, when it's something that's built up, it's the opposite of Into the Storm, yeah. you know? Yeah. Where there's no way it could have met those expectations that everybody had been setting. Yeah. If um, I, I think maybe if I would have went in blind, just like randomly watched it, yeah. maybe I would have. And I think um, if you read a little bit about it, and you'll, you'll kind of understand. This film is, uh, one, a horror film. It is uh, very, very dark. Uh, I don't know how much you felt of that. but Oh, yeah. There's um, definitely elements. Uh, do you have the actors' names? I can get them. Absolutely. Uh, there's one actor who is actually the Preacher Man. Uh, what is his name? I can't think of it. I knew it. I knew it, but I can't think of it either, so he, I will look it up. He is probably one of the greatest villains. Robert in, Mitchum. There you go. He's probably one of the greatest villains in cinema. Um, truly embodies this dark, dark, dark character. Um, and um, Shelley Winters Shelley is also Winters. a star. So. Um, but this film is more of a I almost think you can take it out and say it is almost a nightmare. Um, the way yeah. it's shot, it is, especially in very in certain areas and in the beginning, it's very quick paced. Things happen so quickly. Yes, the preacher man have... comes in, uh, marries yeah. this woman almost within like three days. Um, he refuses kind of... to have sex with her. He like calls her a whore for wanting to. Yeah. Because hey. I'm a religious man, and sex should be made for reproduction. You'd have no plans for reproduction, then we should not do it. Yeah, um, but all these things happen so quickly, um, it's almost dreamlike. Uh, and I think that's what awakens me to it, is that it's... I, I see it as this kind of nightmare. Yeah, so than just a, pace. a chronological type of movie. It's right. not like this is not just Especially happening. the way it starts, with just like a black screen and then faces... Mm-hmm. Talking, it's almost a like a um, a fable, a very, very bad tale. fable, very bad yeah. uh, biblical tale, um, like a grim fairy tale. Yeah. Because if you read any of the Bible, uh, and I don't read too much of it, so I don't know, but I feel like this it's this normal story where things happen really quickly, and then it gets to certain parts, and they elongate those parts. But other areas of the story are just quick paced. To move the story along, and that's what this film is: is that certain things happen really quickly. That way, they can get to the more elongated areas, um, such yeah. as uh, him trying to get the location of the money mm-hmm. from the children. Um, yeah, I could agree with that 100. percent I had written down here a great pace. Like stuff happens, and it happens fast. You're not, and there's nothing wrong with the other way of telling it either—a slow pace, you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, as any number of examples, but just a movie where it's just, I guess, uh, that movie, The Love Amour. Mm-hmm. That's where it's long shots, long takes, slow moving, and still effective, but this is the opposite. It's just a great pace. Every It gets momentum. It's like an avalanche going downhill, but like you said, when there's, it's not afraid to take time when it's necessary. Yeah, and now when you talk about the long shots, um, back in these, like, uh, 40s and 50s, the films uh, back then, they actually did a, lo- a lot of those kind of long shots. It was kind of like the style of directing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, and I, I, I read a lot uh, of people saying, well, this movie might kind of be outdated. It might not keep up with the times. I actually feel like this film was way above the times. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
in terms of directing. Imagery. A lot of his shots were so quick. Um, and but not editing, all of them either. Not all yeah. of them, though. But the editing was so much different than the typical film back then. I would say. Um, it's crazy how, how different it was. It's a beautiful movie, black and white. The mm-hmm. imagery is... There's some seriously amazing shots, like the scene when... Um, we do spoilers, of course, but just in case anyone doesn't know, spoiler alert, uh, when he kills these children's mother and he mm-hmm. pushes it into the water mm-hmm. and they show a shot of her body under the water, Yeah, her hair blended with the seaweed mm-hmm. was perfect. perfect. Oh yeah, my God. Absolutely. You couldn't tell like where it was at first when you're first seeing it. Like, what is the seaweed? What's the hair? And I thought that was just like it beautiful was, imagery of a dead the, person. I remember the dialogue later on, uh, and the dialogue seemed so real. It didn't seem so old-fashioned, which mm-hmm. is weird for a movie that far back then. Yeah. The dialogue actually seemed real. It seemed real. But I remember the one um, uncle says something about how the slit in her neck made her seem like she had two mouths. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And you didn't see that when you saw it. But that's like a great descriptor of like, oh yeah, nasty. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just real quick, another imagery thing was when they're like going down the river trying to get to safety. Mm -hmm. And the spider web, that was pretty cool. Um, There was just little things like that throughout the whole movie that Mm -hmm. I liked a lot. And I really loved the little side story of the drunk fisherman. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uncle. He was the uncle. Was he the uncle? He was their uncle, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why he he had the boy with him a lot. Yeah, I just thought he was like a neighborhood friend, maybe. I don't know. But he was like a drunkard, and he found the body. He did. And didn't do anything about it. And you can understand, kind of, sort of. He's an alcoholic that uh, must have been in some trouble in his past. You can glean that from what he's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. His wife is dead, and he's saying, like, if I report this, they're going to think it was me, which is obviously irrational, but maybe from his point of view, that's and he true. he was drinking also, so. Yeah. Um, but you go back to imagery. During the chasing sequence, which I think was, like, the second half. Pretty the much last this, act, yeah. I think, yeah. like, the last half uh, hour or so. Yeah. Uh, there were several times, and uh, it goes to, for it goes for the, the title of the movie, The, the um, Night of the Hunter, he, during nighttime, would appear, uh, whether he was walking, uh, trotting his horse, and you just see the moon behind him and just his silhouette, and he's singing. Um, that was crazy. And also, yeah. later yeah. on, uh, he's outside of the house of this orphanage, and he's sitting there singing. The, the, the I guess, the, the dead mother type of lady. She starts singing, and... It's pitch black, so you can kind of see it a little bit. You can see each other a little bit better. A girl comes out with the light, uh, with the candle, brightens everything up. You can't see outside. Lights get blown out. He's gone. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. All of the nighttime scenes with the hunter, uh, with the preacher man, He that was just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And for a first-time filmmaker, he was an actor. Mm-hmm. Actor turned director. Like, that's really advanced. Because if you think about it, like... Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his first director. It's usually an act, like a performance-driven, just character story. And not anything fancy with the imagery and the direction. Mm-hmm. This is opposite. This was like... Well, I definitely don't think it was the uh, it's opposite. Because, yes, there is a lot of really good directorial type of techniques. He just seemed more advanced than most of these kinds of things. But I wouldn't say this isn't character-driven. Um, Mitchum's character... 
truly drives this film. He's incredible. I really do think he would make my top ten See, I don't, villains of all time. Really? I didn't you know? think he was that good. But he's I, certainly great. I just don't think he was amazing. I don't know how that's even possible to say. I really don't. I literally <laughs> think that's like arguing that it's the... I don't even know what. The, I would just... I the, can't say that I was not brown. You know? like, <laughs> it's that's, not. It's, uh, it's burgundy. No. Uh, oh, he was fantastic, but... I just don't know if I could put him in my top ten of performances oh, or anything like that. I, I could not not do that. Okay. I truly, I'm not even just... Uh, I can understand he was great. Like, he was scary, it, but at the same time... <laughs> he had so can, much charisma. That was the thing, is he had so much charisma that it made... I mean, a lot of times during the film, I would have almost have done, oh, the, the, how could they have ever believed him? Um, and of course, I had he, some of those moments, and, and obviously that's going to happen with how far back this movie was made. But his charisma alone made me see past that and go, "Wow, <laughs> he!" I mean, I not I wouldn't believe it the way he's saying it, but I believe it the way he's saying it to these people at this time. Yeah, um, he was incredible, just truly incredible. He was, and it's crazy because he's scary when you see from like the wives' point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because you can tell he's just never had anyone stand up to him. That's mm-hmm. why he's got all this bravado and confidence. And But as soon as the other, the lady, the orphanage lady, like shoots him and is like standing up to him, all of a sudden he's not so scary and he's kind of pathetic in a way. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's such like a great character depth right there. Mm-hmm. That knife in the beginning, when he would whip that knife out, that was yeah. scary. Like this scene when I couldn't believe he actually killed her. Oh, I know. I thought it was he was going to not do it mm-hmm. somehow, but then all of a sudden she's dead, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like you just see him flick that knife, and you're like, you just get like a little scared, like a horror movie aspect. Yeah, but just the way he was, I mean, he had the perfect voice for that part as he well. He did. He did. He um, didn't really carried the singing. The singing was just so creepy, <laughs> so creepy throughout the whole film. It fits so well, um, and I. I I wasn't even thinking about it while watching it, um, but I guess the soundtrack to it fits so perfectly. Yeah, great. Um, it was really fitting. Um, the one thing that I didn't love, which a lot of people apparently did, was the whole thing with the tattoos on his hands and his little story, where it's like, they're in love and it's fighting the hate, and oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Oh, it's love. I didn't like that either. I didn't really like that. Yeah. I didn't get it. And I so. got it, but I didn't. I mean,. I don't. He he made it seem like a boxing match. Yeah. And that kind of. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad we could agree with that. Yeah. Um. I I do think that the last act was the weakest part. I like the beginning and middle better than the end, but it's not bad at all. Wow. I just thought there's where the pace does slow down a little bit, and it's just not as thrilling, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is still good for sure. I I, I fully how understand he, that. I like how the this. The girl and the boy, they fit in with this new... Basically, it just shows how they're becoming a new family with this other people. When also, it shows the complete opposite. You have this preacher man who is one of the most despicable, vile human beings on this planet. uh, Willing to kill children. Yeah. And then you have this heroic, lovely, saint-like lady who is still stern. Um, She definitely is... Yeah, she's not not just perfect. Yeah. 
who is the complete opposite. He, it was the counter mm-hmm. to him. Um, and so I, that's why I like that. Yeah, that right. was like the battle that he was doing with his hands. Yeah. She was lo- love, he was hate, mm-hmm. and love won. Yeah. So maybe now I just talked myself into mm-hmm. liking what? that whole thing and liking the movie more mm-hmm. just yeah. from making that connection. But uh, I do I do agree with you that the first half when it was quicker, um, I did like that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, just I also liked the relationship between the brother and sister. Yeah, and the yeah the relationship was awesome, but the actors those this two kids were acted, great. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were really good. Yep. Um, I and mean, she was more. She was just so yeah, cute. She was young. Uh, yeah. And then he was good. Though. He was, he really, was good. really good. And the thing was, I just love how he puts her trust in her that she's not going to tell him. She tells him, and he's no choice but to still love her and take her with him. You know, and still trust her. He has to. It's all he has. It's yeah. all he has left. I just liked all the brother sister family dynamics and stuff. It really, mm-hmm. really worked. Absolutely. I'll tell you the one thing about this film I don't like. The only thing at all, uh-huh. uh, which holds it from being like a nine point eight, nine point nine for me. Okay. Is the old lady, who was the family friend, she was so annoying. Oh yeah, she was so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> she's like basically almost got them killed because she's like, "Come on out of hiding out of there!" Yeah, and it just leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she was just so annoying. Her yeah. voice. And, and I feel like I know that character in real life. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you know? It was a real character. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely a real character. I agree. I actually think I'm talking myself up on this movie. Like I had it as an eight and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. I probably had a light nine now, at least. No, and I'd, I'll watch it again someday for yeah, sure. For me, it's definitely a nine point five. Nice, yeah. So. It was awesome. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what's my next? I I watched Dave. And I was going to recommend that to you, but after rewatching it, I don't think you'll like it. Really? So I'm not going to recommend Dave to you. Okay. So I got to figure it out. Okay. But right. I, I think the next time you're going to be recommended or you're going to be watching a film, it's going to be a while. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So. so Next, in two weeks, you'll be reviewing E2 Mama Tambia. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tis the season to be jolly. Fa-la-la. Let's do our top five. Yes. Did you have a hard time with this list? Not really. There's a surprisingly decent amount of good Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. None in a while, I would say. Like, But the 80s and 90s had a lot of them. They did. And, and even then earlier than it's that. been like 10 years since there's been a good Christmas movie. No, I wouldn't even say that. Really? I'll I got one. Be, oh, I have a couple that are somewhat recent, but I mean, like it real just seems recent. like they don't make them anymore. No, they don't try to. I don't yeah. Uh, I'll kick it off with The Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Uh, I don't, I'll, I have to admit, most of these films are more of when I was a kid. I loved them. I don't watch Christmas movies now. Um, I actually have been this year. I've noticed you obvious reasons because I have a three-year-old daughter now. So Mm -hmm. we're just you know, it's on ABC Family. We'll watch them. She's actually able to watch movies now. Last week it seemed like you watched a lot. Yep, and I watched more this week. Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah, it's just I I don't think I've seen a real Christmas movie for a long time. But uh, the Santa Claus I remember loving with Tim Allen. I saw the other two, the second one and third one. Didn't like them at all. Um, But this one I just remember as a kid just thinking. Wow, what would what, it is a good that, movie? It's an honorable mention cool, for me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I but. just I like movies 
because I really love Christmas. I love the Christmas spirit. It's always one of my favorite days of the year. And I hate, like, in one of the movies on my list, there's a scene where they say, and that's when I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. And I did not like that at all. I like... (laughs) (laughs) First of all, because I'm watching these movies with my daughter, but at the same time, I like a movie that's just going to grab it the spirit and just and Santa Claus is real or something you know about this everything is real I like uh, that and okay. the Santa Claus is that I like okay. that about it. <laughs> okay. I don't know I'm cheesy but okay um, my number five is Home Alone okay it is a movie that I watched a couple weeks ago and I watched it again this week um, again just cause Did it was on that? it definitely not, doesn't hold up right yeah cause originally I had it as number four and now it's number five it holds up to an extent, just not as... I mean, I loved it as a kid, mm-hmm. and it doesn't hold up that high. I just think it's too violent at the end, unbelievable violence, and some of the stuff earlier on is cheesier than I remember, but it's uh, still really good, and it's a classic, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my number four is A Christmas Story. Uh so overplayed. It's an honorable mention for me. It is overplayed. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't even say that. I haven't seen. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. They play like a, over. for twenty four hours every Christmas. Yeah, but it actually is really good. Um, it is. It is. I just as a movie itself, I don't know. I, I remember thinking that the characters were so well developed: the father, the mother, the bullies, the. Um, the main character, some of the friends. The racist um, Chinese restaurant owners at the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you have that. Yeah, it's idea. a time. I guess it's not good, but... Yeah. I just... I saw it so much as a kid. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. But it's just overplayed in for me. But uh, it's really good. Yeah. I like when he says that word. He says, Fudge! Oh, man, I didn't say fudge. Yeah. And he had to put soap in his mouth. Good, good, good. Did you ever get a Red Ryder BB gun? I did not, no. I, would, I didn't want to shoot my eye out. Yeah, I can understand that. My number four is a movie you recommended me this year. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. It's fantastic. It is, it is really good. You might hear about it later on from me. All right, well then I'll hold off on going any further. Okay. Well, my number three is Home Alone. <laughs> uh, I have not ruined it by rewatching it yet, so I, that's why it's up for me. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I probably won't rewatch it then because I don't want to ruin it. I loved it as a kid; thought it was hysterical. I guess just as almost every kid did. Uh, I, so so cool thinking. What if I was on my own? And yeah, could I do this setting up little toys and and I'll tell you right now, I couldn't. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd probably be in bed all day long. You know, just there's some, here's something weird. When I used to, my parents were divorced, and uh, I would go to my mom's on the weekends, and she lived in Harford County with the woods, like, right in the backyard, and I don't know how, somewhere or another, maybe I saw on news one time, and I just assumed, like, this was a regular thing where a criminal was hiding in back in those woods. Actually, I think Joe Pazinski. Yeah. He was in those woods because I saw a news... Supposedly he's been everywhere in Baltimore. Well, yeah, yeah. When he was on the run, though, they had snipers in my mom's backyard. I literally saw my mom... They were in my mom's... Like, the news shot as they were, like, talking about it was I could see my mom's parking lot. And I think ever since then, I was, like, so terrified that someone was going to break in a house. So I'm, like, 12 years old, 
laying in bed at night, can't sleep because I'm getting myself all worked up. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Someone's gonna come <laughs> here. Cause what? What if? What would I do? Would I hide in the closet? Would I, you know, I'm doing uh-huh. a home alone situation in my head. Like, would I? I'll grab my phone and I'll grab my wallet. Maybe I was a little bit older than twelve because I think. <laughs> but I'm like, I will jump out the window. Twenty-two years old. <laughs> yeah, it was last week. You my kid. I was like, I'll jump out the window, I'll run out the front, they'll never even know. I'll, you know, yeah. I just would play the situations. I used to actually Luckily, sleep never on top of my bed with an already made. That way, I could quickly go in the closet and they look and say, <laughs> and oh, they, the, "Oh, he must the, not be here." Exactly, the yeah. bed's already made. So. The crazy <laughs> things you think of. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, my number three is Scrooged. Bill Murray. I don't know it's if I've seen the, that one. The best version of the Christmas Carol story mm. with, you know, um, the three ghosts and go through the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you, you do have to watch it. It's yeah. one of the funniest movies. It's it's awesome. Bill Murray at the peak. Not this peak, but one of his best. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really good. That's I'm very surprised. It's up there with that. Groundhog Day and... I might have to watch it then. It's really, really good. I, I might have to do it. I would rewatch it for sure. Um, well, my number two is Bad Santa. Honorable mention. Honorable it's mention. really funny. That's one of the reasons. It ones. is truly hysterical. I was so surprised when I watched it. Uh, but it's actually kind of touching. Uh, yeah. Uh, sort of. You know, <laughs> yeah. As much extent. as it could be. Um, but I just remember it being so funny. And I just watched it this year. I mean, it was so funny. It's so enjoyable. That's the thing. It's so enjoyable. It's hilarious. Um, that's what the thing with most of these holiday films is that they're usually enjoyable. They're not actually the best films. They're just really enjoyable. And this one is by far the most enjoyable to me. He replaced the advent calendar. I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I've i done the same thing, you know. You can't just do one a day. You got it. You, you just, just got all of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, good choice. My number two. Gremlins. Okay. That's the one where they... There's a line where she says... And, and that's when I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. Mm. And luckily, Mackenzie was paying attention for that line. And I would skip over it in future... Uh, Even viewings, if but you did... She's still yeah, too young to I know, understand. But it's but still... In Close Encounters of a Third Kind, mm-hmm. there's a scene where they're... They say that. They basically... That does take place during the holidays, doesn't it? I think so. But I just know there's like this town hall meeting and the mayor with the guy's kids in the room is talking about how Santa Claus isn't real. I don't know how it came up. I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to tell my kids as soon as they're born, (laughs) Santa Claus isn't real. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) I believed in Santa Claus until middle school. Did you? I'll say that I... Knew he wasn't real, but I chose to believe that he was. I think you believed it. You truly believed it. I know it was one of these things like Jesus Christ, like like uh, religion, like just in case he is, <laughs> I'll say I believe in him. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of the same thing was for a while with uh, God and all that. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if I've ever believed saying it was real. All the way back, right? Really? Because you knew your parents. Like, how, yeah. how do you it, not know your parents are the ones giving you the presents? you got to put two and two. It, like, it, my it, sister, she knew really early. And I was like, damn. It's just, it, it is better, though, when you when you do believe. As a, is it better? Why? It is. I don't know. There's just magic to it. It's 
obviously, and that's why, like, oh. as a parent, I'm super psyched for this Christmas and every Christmas. Because I'm gonna tell Mackenzie he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even joke. Yeah. Uh, no, I am psyched. Like, I can't wait to just see the look on her face when she actually thinks, "Oh she's my still God, too it's young, magic!" Though. No, she's not. This year, she's still no. too young. You really this didn't. year, last year, it's. Last year it was exciting because she actually could open the gifts on her own. Mm-hmm. She just get the concept. She didn't get the concept. This year she gets the concept. She might not understand everything about it, but I just I'm excited. I don't think she understands what Christmas is at all. Besides the she time does. of getting presents, she doesn't know what it is. She knows that it's Jesus Christ's birthday because she and can regurgitate those words that. that you guys tell her. She doesn't, well, of course she doesn't know, but she does know that Santa Claus is going to leave her presents, and she's excited. Yeah, I, I really, I doubt she knows any of that. Can you just let me, just... <laughs> I'm sorry, just, I'm running <laughs> your Christmas spirit again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, here, hey, I'm going to keep this quiet, because nobody in the room knows, but uh, my dad got us a trip to the Disney World for Christmas. Oh, my God. In March, so, yeah. That's another reason I'm excited for Christmas. Wow. Which, no, sorry, Gremlins. Holy crap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been keeping that in for a month, and it's crazy. He told um, you, though. He just needed to make sure, like, which dates and if it would be okay oh, with okay. her being pregnant again. Oh, yeah, my wife's pregnant again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that was cool. But Gremlins, awesome movie. Great. I talked about it a few weeks ago, but it's a great horror movie. It's in a great comedy. Mm-hmm. So, well, my number one is "It's a Wonderful Life." I figured it would um, be. easily the best holiday film, uh, best Christmas film. When you look at Christmas film, uh, hard to argue. The thing with this, as I said, most holiday films are just enjoyable. This one's not only very enjoyable, but it's actually very, very well made. Um, the whole pacing of the film, you never get bored, ever. Even on rewatches, even if you've seen it ten times, it's so fun to watch. Um, it's so nice to watch, too. Um, there's a lot of, I don't want to say there's a lot of little details, but there's enough details that rewatching it allows you to see something new. Maybe not every time, but sometimes. Um, the actual characters, by far, are the best characters in any Christmas film. I loved it. Yeah. It was such a great recommendation. Like, I've only seen it the one time, so I can easily see this creeping its way up this list for me because it is a movie I think you can watch every Christmas season or even Christmas Day. It is. To right. really help understand what Christmas is about. It has a great perspective. It has a great message, and mm-hmm. let alone just being a great movie in, it, in and yeah. of itself. Absolutely. So you're number one. Is just as important to the holiday spirit. Die Hard. Die the Hard. original. Now, I understand you told me earlier that you didn't accept this for your list. Yep. It's an action movie through and through. It, but, for me, it has a... I could see if you would leave it on or off a list of this kind. Just because it is totally set on Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas imagery. There is. I, w- I won't... But... It is. It is just an action, awesome action movie. Mm-hmm. One, if not the best, one of the best action movies ever made. John McClane, he's amazing. Cool. You know, he's gotten worse with each installment, but in this one, he was almost perfect. Yeah. Um, 
one of the best villains of all time. One of, yeah, absolutely. This, I will say, for sure. Whereas you said the Night of the Hunter, this is, I would say he's definitely in my top ten villains of all time. I don't know if he makes top ten. I'd have to... Hans I'd, Gruber? Or, I'd have to rewatch Is it him. Hans Christian Anderson? No, that's not... That's something else. But yeah, amazing movie. Mm. And you can agree. I 100% agree. Any honorable mentions? Uh, no. Okay, I'll just run through a couple. Oh, Elf. You know, one one that... I Actually, now that I think about it, everyone always says it doesn't get enough recognition, but that's recognition in itself. Uh, but Elf. Uh, definitely, I think, actually a very funny, good Christmas food movie. Yeah, I like it. It's underrated. But that's the thing. Everyone says it under, is underrated. So is <laughs> sure, it really underrated? Sure. It's rated. Yeah. I actually caught the tail end of it. Uh, the other day and it was enjoyable um, I had a Christmas story Bad Santa Christmas Vacation I super funny National Lampoons yeah uh, not as good as the original Vacation in my opinion but still really good mm -hmm. uh, The Santa Claus Elf Lethal Weapon okay another yeah. action movie first and foremost yeah. but again I always loved I, and I sometimes go back to it uh, is you have what uh Nine gallon jug and an eight gallon jug, or no, seven gallon jug, nine gallon jug. How do you get eight gallons of water in it? Do you, do you remember that? I don't. Oh, what do you, was, do you drink a gallon or something? <laughs> no, well, how do you know what, what a gallon is oh. if you only have a seven and a nine gallon thing? What's the answer? Well, it's just a couple different things, but it's like I'd like to know. It's a different process. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> um, Happy Christmas, the Joe Swanberg movie I watched a couple weeks ago. Okay. Happy Christmas. And the movie I watched... <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was... Uh, just listen back to the episode a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, and the movie I watched last week, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I, I was wondering if that was going to be on your list. Yeah, I don't mention. Mm. Too recent to really make it crack, but definitely was good. Oh, that's So, what else did you watch this week? What else did I watch? I did watch Scenic Route... You did, finally. I did watch it. Well, do you um, think I was right in that it was surprisingly really good? I wouldn't say really good, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like some of the things about it. Let's refresh what it's about again. It is, uh, these two friends are taking a road trip. The one friend uh, expected more out of the trip, so he decides to kind of sabotage his own truck. To, uh, they're stuck in the desert to allow they're them to forced talk to yeah. interact yeah. exactly and then the actual sabotaging causes a real problem and so then they are really stuck and they go through all these trials and tribulations of trying to survive mm -hmm. uh, they get in some fights some brutal fights uh, all different things happen and at one point the one guy thinks he killed the other friend <laughs> digs a grave <laughs> the friend wakes up and it's like, oh my god, what is this? Like that was that was pretty yeah. funny, but that was also like well, that's how I would react. Like you, if you wake up, well, one, if you actually killed someone accidentally, I can fully see you digging your grave. I probably, yeah. I don't know. He actually acted really well because of how like I don't know how scared he was. Seems so real, um, except when you watch a film. Uh, or watch when you watch acting, you sometimes 
it doesn't seem real, but in reality, that is the real reaction you would yeah. have. This is that film. Uh, because it's not the typical reaction you would see in other films. In, but in re- in real life, this is how you would react. This is how scared you would yeah. be. And you know what? This was a movie where, on paper, the premise, it sounds like, oh, God, I know where everything is going to go. It's going to be so corny and try to be funny. But I actually felt like I'll... Most of, for the most part, felt real. Like there's a lot of, even like the conversations they have. I can relate to some of the things they're saying. The deeper stuff, to an extent, it definitely not felt, everything. But um, the the general ideas seemed real. Um, the actual wordage of it was very scripted, in my opinion. It could be. I can't remember specifics. And I felt like it was, especially I thought, mainly about how he. The, the fatter friend was always try, just trying to talk about how bad the wife was and how his he's giving up his freedoms and all. It was very, very scripted. Um, yeah. Of course, it obviously is because it is. And I felt script, like the troubles that the other guy was having with his marriage were felt uh, pretty real. I, yeah, I don't know. If you know. Try. I know, I know. I, and if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I was surprised at where the ending went. Remind me. I don't know if I should say it. Okay. Right? I don't know. I think that's where it ended, and I was shocked. But I, I could be wrong because it's been a little bit. But yeah. I'd have to... I'd have to look at Wikipedia or something. Yeah. So I definitely remember about them then seeing a new town on the map. Yeah, I didn't know if that was... Yeah. I'd have to, yeah. There's it's a little right. confusion. But I yeah. remember like being surprised... And I just saw it this week, so <laughs> yeah, not too yeah. memorable. Yeah. I mean, it's a I, it's an okay film. It's not as good as I thought. The way you made it sound, um, it's not well, just because I was so surprised, just based on these actors and the premise, like mm-hmm. it sounded stupid. Did you watch it only because that one podcast? Said David Bax, okay, gave it some because I I was at, I was going to watch it way before that, um, but then looking at the actual cover art of it, it looks really dumb. So then I took it off, and then you mentioned it, so mm-hmm. I put it back on. Um, so I had actual high expectations at first, and then low, low, and, and then, then they went back up a little yeah, bit. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a f- few things. I watched the Skeleton Twins. Skeleton Twins. This is the indie movie that played at Sundance with Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig as brother and sister. Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah. gay. She's, I guess. <laughs> To keep it simple, she's like a slut, <laughs> but she's married. Um, it's really interesting. They hadn't spoke to each other for ten years. She's about to attempt suicide, gets a phone call and interrupts it that her brother is in the hospital because he had a failed suicide attempt, like at the same exact time. Hate her, right? Yeah. And um, so that's how they get back in touch. And it's just about their relationship and... I thought it was actually really good. It was really sweet. I thought the relationship stuff felt real again, much like scenic crowd. Um, and it actually was really funny. Mm-hmm. It, but I, I thought I liked it more right after it ended. But the more I thought about it, it went down just a little bit. There, it keeps going to the same well to, for the drama at a certain point, especially at the end. And also, it is just like your typical Sundance movie. Like, if you just watched this movie and I said, where do you think this first showed up? You'd be like, Sundance. That's not... And I like those kind of movies. And I like this. 
But it, at certain points, it was just... You could just... So over the top, like it was trying to be this kind of movie mm-hmm. at times. But I actually... I liked it a lot. It like, I'd give it a heavy 7.5 or a light 8, which surprised me. Yeah. I thought it would be just a lesser indie where I laughed a few times. Hmm. Their their acting was actually really good. That's Not surprising. just in a comedic sense, like in a legitimate like drama sense. They were really good. And those are a couple of the comedian actors that I wouldn't think yeah, could do exactly. a series. Especially Bill Hader. Yeah. Like he's awesome in this. And even Luke Wilson is really good as Kristen Wiig's husband. Hmm. Uh yeah. So I would recommend it. You have anything else? Yes, I did watch Dave. Okay. Uh, I rewatched it's a political it. Political movie, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, you you don't know much about it, do you? No, um, you don't. Nope. Um, which is, I guess, you weren't born. But long. you were. No, but <laughs> I guess I watched a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a uh, impersonator of the president at the time. He gets called to be the kind of double for the president. The president has some sexual relations with a woman, gets a heart attack or a stroke. I don't remember which one. I think it was a stroke. Um, so he then... He steps in his place? He steps in at his, as his place because uh, they're trying to make sure that the government doesn't seem as weak. Um, during this time, the vice president can't be the president because he's not the right they man They come up with job. all these excuses why he has to Exactly. Be. In reality, it's because the... Um, Chief of Staff really wants him himself to eventually take over um, so presidency okay. through a series of steps, and yeah. he was going to start controlling the double uh, to make that happen. <laughs> but then the double actually has some um, strong will and wants to do some things. Now that he's president, has the ability to yeah. do some things. So uh, it's I, I rem- when I first watched it. Uh, well, after I first watched it. I was thinking, I, I remembered it as a comedy. Rewatching it this time, it's not a comedy whatsoever to me. It's a drama. It's a real drama. Um, and it's a really good one. I still truly think it's a really good film um, that doesn't have, like, I, I don't know why I thought it was a comedy. I have no I've idea. I've heard it. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny at parts, but it's never really meant to, I don't feel right. like it's ever meant to be a comedy. Why do you think I wouldn't look at I don't think you could. You would appreciate it. You I think said I was. I couldn't understand it. Understand it? Yeah. Oh, you definitely understand what's happening. That's not a hard thing to understand. <laughs> I don't think you'd appreciate it though, because once again, I think, I think you have this thing that catches you where it's, oh, that would never happen in real life. That's not. I. I can't buy it. Um, sometimes, sometimes you're okay with it if the film. It is weird. Lets how... you know it's never going to happen. You know, like, if a, like a, a bad film tells you, hey, we're a bad film, then it's okay that it's a bad film. I think you're okay with a film telling you it's not realistic. Well, you know what? Sam actually, kind of in a roundabout way, when we were watching Ninja Turtles this week, brought that up, where it's like, why didn't you like this movie again? You Just because you think it wasn't realistic? And I was like, first of all, no, that's not the reason, but... Because I, she thinks that, just, she's like, of course it's not realistic, it's Turtles, and... And I'm like, yeah, that's not the point. The filmmakers have a job to make it believable. As long as they follow their own rules, then it's believable. Mm-hmm. But it's when, like, I don't know, you set up a world, and then you go do things that that won't fit in what you set up. 
mm-hmm. is my argument. But that's kind of what you're saying. Like, these nitpicks that I'll have with certain movies over others, I feel like it's... Well, the other th- the thing with that, my only counter to that is, in a normal, everyday movie, the world that they're in is the world that you're seeing. You're not picturing a new world. You're just picturing the world that we're already in in real life. And so they have to live by our rules. It, and it those, it's not going to happen. It so. depends. I don't know. It's just a, it's definitely, a feeling. I definitely... I, I mean, Maybe. I understand I'm like that with certain aspects of movies as well. For me, realism is not a big one. Yeah. So. I'll have to watch it now just to see. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> maybe you'll give this one a nine and a half now or something. You know, I like, don't know. Oh, just to kind of show me, you know. I am out if to you prove do. points. That's yeah. <laughs> so if that's if that's if you want to do it, go ahead. <laughs> I hope you watch it and you like it. I just, I mean, I'm not a great person at telling what you're gonna like. I just don't feel like you would appreciate it okay. as much. I think you'd give it a seven and a half. So I give a lot of movies seven. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good. That's like a standard score if you're good you know for me because seven and a half and up is passing so if I like something but not any more than just like a casual recommend that's what I'll give it Mm. um speaking of seven and a half out of ten I watched Thief the Michael Mann movie starring James Caan Um, as a it just came on Netflix instant mm -hmm. um he plays uh like a a thief of all things and Mm. It was good. It just didn't stand out to me. It felt a little bit bland. It had moments where he's, you know, he's going through these safes and he's cracking codes and he's cutting wires and stuff like that. That was actually really good and intense. But other things, it just felt like a typical thief story. And maybe the movies that I'm thinking of that did it first actually came after and stole things from this movie. Mm -hmm. But since I'm watching it now after some other movies that have this kind of stuff involved, it just felt, you know, like I'd seen it all before. Yeah. But it was an older movie, so I don't know. It could mm-hmm. A lot of people like it. It's weird when you watch old movies like that. You don't know if, like, is it hackneyed, or is it, this was the thing that kick-started it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um. But, you know, it's just, if you think of a of a thief story there are a few out there it's this is run of the mill and it's good it's really well made mm. anything else nope that was it okay just a few real quick um James and the Giant Peach you watch that again yeah did you watch it again as a kid oh okay I'm the one who watched it you watched it <laughs> like like four months ago what did you think uh, it's almost like Nightmare Before Christmas right I watched it after kind of half of it is like claymation half live action um I didn't like it I remember liking it as a kid I really I couldn't get into it on a rewatch yeah but I don't know five and a half out of ten uh I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas the Jim Carrey version Mm -hmm. watched it like three times in the last three days it has its charms you know Jim Carrey's way over the top but, Absolutely. But kind of perfect in the role. I feel like only he could pull it off. I don't know. I feel like that's what that film demands. And yes, it's annoying at times, but it fits in. And I just like some of the like the the, the world 
building in that movie. Ron Howard directed it. Like the backgrounds and just how everything. Great production design, basically. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the Whoville and setting everything up in the background. I like that house. story. I yeah, do. it is an interesting story. The mise en scene is is just good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, six and a half out of ten. And I watched Elf, the animated musical presentation, like the hour long thing they is just did on CBS of Elf. Yes, it's like the claymation version, but Jim Parsons voices uh, Buddy and. Gilbert Gottfried is a voice. And <laughs> it is so bad. It yeah. is terrible. Hmm. Um, it's just basically the story of Elf, but just completely rushed. And Jim Parsons' voice, you know who he is, Sheldon from Big Bang. Yeah. Terrible. He just did not fit the character with his... He do, He's doing. He always does the same exact character. He's being Sheldon as Buddy. Absolutely. And, well, and that's who he is in real life, it seems. And he's yeah. terrible. It just... I Maybe some people like it. I didn't... I didn't even, like... You could tell they rushed the, even the production of this. Like, it's a claymation, but the mouths of all the characters clearly animated on top of the thing. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look good. It was rushed. Didn't like it. Three out of ten. Mm. That's it. Okay. Well, uh, the only news was that the interview looks like it's going to come out yes. on Crackle. On crack. dot com for free for everybody. Because the president did say Sony made a mistake. Sony then backed up its decision, and then yet I think they said a lawyer from Sony mm-hmm. is saying that we are going to release it. Just we don't know how or when yet. That's what I heard. Yeah. Anonymous, the hacker group, said, well, we're going to release it because... Yeah, I kind of love those guys. I, you know... They're, like... Anonymous is, like, uh, they take on the agendas, you know? Yes, but the way they do it almost... Questionable at times. ...defeats their own... At times it does, it does. But they mean well, I think. They just, sometimes their execution isn't the best. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about them, so... They're anonymous. You don't know anything about it. <laughs> I do like that they did pick V for Vendetta to kind of model themselves after, right. yeah. which that is pretty face, good because that's, that's a pretty pretty good, pretty good movie. So. Yeah. Um, but what do you think is a good idea to release it for free on the internet on Crackle? They're trying to save face, I guess. I would think Seth Rogen hates this. Hey, he probably. But you know what my idea was? What? Put it on CBS. Like put it on network television for free. For like millions and millions of homes, that will really be a big middle finger to, to the hackers. You know, you don't want it in theaters. Okay, we'll put it on literally every household for free, uncensored. Well, see, I, I can understand Sony going. They've already broken into our stuff. We don't want any more. They must have something really bad. Like, we they? don't want anything else uh, being taken. At from At this us. point, though. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't, because they people don't. will say all oh, your chicken shit, and then people. Yeah, but they this will blow over. Yet the hacker group could possibly last for a long time and yeah. release another 10, 15, 20 movies, which is costing them tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars. True. I actually heard Sony might kind of. It's a long shot, I'm sure. They're not going to go out of business. They might. They might shut down movie production. Maybe the movie. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Not Sony. That still would suck. They don't have many good movies, but they have the Bond franchise. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, they could sell the Bond franchise and recuperate all all their, uh, their losses. Start over. Yeah. 
Story of the year, probably, in movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was huge for like two or three weeks now. Yeah. But that's the only news that I saw worth talking about. Um, in theaters, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies came out. It did. Are you excited? Uh, no, surprisingly not. Yeah. I saw the other two, I think, uh, the first day they came out. Didn't do it this year. Yeah. It made $89 million mm-hmm. since Wednesday through the weekend. Which is a good amount. And $358 million worldwide so far. That's amazing. Uh, it's quick money. Uh, Annie came out. The mm-hmm. sun will come out tomorrow. 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 I'll love you tomorrow. It's only <laughs> a day away. I'll let you go as long as you want. Uh, I actually heard it's terrible, which surprised me because I felt like the previews weren't that bad. You know what? Yeah, I actually thought this could be a good movie. Yeah. I was surprised at the reviews. It made $16 million over the weekend. Mm. I don't know. I'll still go see it. Well, not in theater. Redbox. Yeah, <laughs> we'll Red probably Box. review it if yeah. there's nothing better that week. We could do our top five musicals. We haven't done that yet. I don't know if I've seen five musicals. So. I think you have. I probably The have. Commitments, Once. Like, stuff like that Oh, counts. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Not just Broadway stuff. Les, Les Miserables. Yeah. Right, right. Where it's full... Yes. How about this movie that came out? Night at the Museum 3, Secret of the Tomb. Robin Williams. Last movie? One of them. One of them, I that's don't it. Know. <laughs> They'll say that for everyone that comes out. Until uh, it's done. I didn't know. I, I thought they have had more than three. No. This is the third one, yeah. Hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, it seems like it. 17 million it made. I do not like the first two movies, and I'm not really interested in checking out. I thought the first one was creative, and then. Second one, not so much. Yeah, second one's obviously worse. And I'm sure this one's even worse than that. Uh, and The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg and and Dan from Roseanne. Yeah. That looks good, I think. I don't know. Eh. We'll I see. like poker movies for some reason. Yeah. But And Mr. Turner also. Next week, not... That's stupid. Uh, Alright, n- next week on Redbox, Dolphin Tale 2... And the November Man are released. We will not be reviewing either of those. We will be doing our special yearly, annually... Second annual Redbox Awards. Yes. Spectacular. We're going to forego a normal episode just because there's really two crappy movies that we don't want to talk about or see. And instead, we'll put our efforts into really putting on a good show. We did it last year. It was fun. I, it was one of my favorite things we did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've made some tweaks this year that will make it even more fun. Yes. So, hopefully that goes well. Check us out. But the week after that, we'll be reviewing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Tusk mm-hmm. with our top five Kevin Smith mm-hmm. movies. So Sounds good. Look forward to that in a couple of weeks. And make sure you email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at The Oil Report. Like us on Facebook. Review, rate, subscribe to us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at The Oil Report. You are? At Casey Brady. <laughs> and as always, have a great day. Zero.
just be